Yeah, it's like, how does he get his nuts so salty? Like, how does he get the perfect <laughs> roasted nuts? Like, how? <laughs> One of the only times you have women on and you cut what they yeah, you say. Just cut everything. What's wrong that with we you, Thomas? Um, that was your Thomas, best. Thomas, have you have you recorded any of this? What? No. Are, are you going to start now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, this was just this was this was the foreplay. This is a rehearsal. This is the foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> Exterior, early morning, Los Angeles. Home Depot in the distance. A man emerges from the front doors of the Home Depot, screaming appears to be on fire. A couple out for their morning jog approaches. Oh my god, there's a man on fire. Man on fire two. <laughs> the equalizer three. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. You are currently listening to the unofficial official podcast of the substandard expanded universe. You can find us on Twitter as well as several other social media platforms. We provide a wide range of garbage opinions on topics including Pi, Star Wars and Disney. If you want actual informative conversations about pop culture and movies, we recommend that you check out the substandard podcast with JVL, Vic and Mr. Bunch. I'm Thomas, your host of Uncertain Nationality. As usual, I'm not alone. Ryan is joining us from somewhere in the desolate wastelands of the Texas Panhandle, where he is running his tinfoil hat startup from some basement while listening to the <laughs> latest from Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. Hey, thanks a lot. <laughs> we are also joined by Chris, who has decided to become Chick-fil-A's most recent spokesperson, dressing up in a cow costume whenever he leaves the house, even though he lives at least 70 miles from the nearest Chick-fil-A. Welcome, Chris. You googled how far I am from the nearest Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I have. Well, at least let it be known that my costume has a gusseted crotch. And I just want to say that wearing a Chick-fil-A costume is way better than what you said about me. Russian <laughs> Ball and Alex Jones. Thanks a lot. I, but I know where you're going for Thanksgiving, so I know where I stand. Indeed, 60 miles from a chick In addition to my two regular co-hosts, we are also, as you can probably tell, joined by two guest hosts today. Uh, the first is a lady who survi survives without sleep, adores cats, um, and has a strange passion for beaver nugs. Welcome to the podcast, Mary Kate. Howdy. What? Beaver nugs? You, beaver nugs. You, you might have to explain this. Yeah, Flag is going to be so mad because they still haven't sent that package yet. <laughs> You're sending Flag a, a package yeah, of nugs? I promised him like five months ago that I would. And I still, it's in my car, but I haven't, I haven't yet, but I will sometime this week, along with the other package that I've been meaning to send to the substandard boys, but it, it's fine. People can Google beaver nugs. I'm sure that, I'm sure nothing weird will come up if you type that in. Just don't type it in on Urban Dictionary. No, because the rest of the internet, I'm sure, will be fine. Also joining us from the City of Angels, known under many names such as 
uh, Rogue Left Sharknado, Rogue Barbecue Sauce, Sugar Plum Fairy, <laughs> Rossman's Padawan, and a recognized connoisseur of Bigfoot erotica, it is Shark. What? It is great to have you on the podcast. What? <laughs> um, hi. I would just like to state a disclaimer. I know nothing about Bigfoot erotica. I don't know what this sweet is talking about. He's probably Estonian. She has far better taste and better use of her time than listening to that or other garbage podcast that shall not be named. Honestly, I don't know which is more insulting, the Alex Jones remark or the cat remark. Thomas, (laughs) shame on you. (laughs) Well, one thing that I want is that not only are we on the iTunes and and also on Stitcher, which makes Ryan very excited. Yes. But we are also. What is yeah, Stitcher? That's coming. Uh oh. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh my gosh. Bro, it, come at me. It, it's what I don't know. Like um, the, only the best <laughs> podcast service available. Um, I I don't even want to get into it because you're like making me upset, and they told me not to yell. Well, okay. Well, I I want to announce to everybody um, something that nobody's been waiting for. But that, in fact, we are on Facebook now. We have a Facebook page. You can like us on Facebook like it's 2006. It wasn't easy. I had to go directly up to um, the CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, himself um, to do this. You know, if you call a certain number and follow the options, it actually gives you a direct line to Mark Zuckerberg. Anyway, answered a few questions. and we've got a Facebook page now. It's amazingly inefficient that you have to talk to the CEO to get a Facebook <laughs> page, but it's happened. And Thanksgiving, we're doing a Facebook Live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, we may even drive and get some some uh, Chick Fil A beforehand. I, I can, <laughs> I can, I can pick it up Sounds on the way there. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure it'll be nice and fresh then. <laughs> All um, right, Ryan, um, I'm curious about uh, our podcast negotiations with the Weekly Standard. Are we? officially um on the are we in the masthead ryan you know our lawyer keeps telling me that they're sending cease and desist letters but i keep telling him no i think they're playing hardball (laughs) i think i think with this last one i think that really that we're very very close to just you know replacing all of the podcasts on the weekly standard just oh how much good it's going to do to have a cactus as a lawyer that's just that's (laughs) my main concern right this is what i'm saying (laughs) megs seem to get along just fine with the the cactus (laughs) (laughs) wow all megs was concerned about was our immigration status and they're like we would we want uh, we're working on podcast negotiations do you have a history in that it was crazy so um i have a, I, I have a question i have a question i have a okay, question though so uh the other day when i when i woke up uh i discovered i i discovered that stephen hayes had sent me a horse head and i'm a little unclear <laughs> about what exactly this means is it like what message is he trying to send there i i don't know i think i think in his culture uh in wisconsin that's that's the first opening like salvo and contract negotiations it's like we are ready to give you lots of money here's a horse head the rest of the horse is coming later he just dude he's just sharing he just wants to make barbacoa man it's fine he's sharing his like mexican breakfast with you it's all good speaking of mexican uh breakfast um with ryan and mary as texans i'm curious uh, how triggered you are when thomas talks about the delicious 
Mexican food that he's able to buy I in Northern out, Illinois. Time out! Time out! No. I'm in Los Angeles. Forget about West Coast, Hoberman. I'm. Do they have legit. Mexican food in California? It's all it's all fusion nonsense. It's like you know Thai, Bolivian, whatever, whatever. <laughs> you know, vegan, air free, whatever food. <laughs> Shark, you should come to Houston. We can go eat Korean Mexican food together. It'll be great. It, I mean, I mean it's barbecue. Yes, yes, times a thousand. But no, whatever Sweet talks about Taco Bell, I or anything <laughs> Mexican food related, which yeah. I just I just tune him out because he's European. He doesn't know what he's talking but about. Did, Gotta you know, give the guy a break. Also, I lived in Indiana most of my life, and <coughs> I, when oh, when. <laughs> All right, we're not talking about that right. And uh, so, when I first moved to Texas, how we'd be going to breakfast, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, let's go get a breakfast burrito," and we'd be going to some, you know, authentic Mexican place. My wife would be like, "Don't call it a breakfast burrito. This isn't McDonald's." <laughs> so, um, Shark, do you? So you don't um, you don't appreciate the the status of Mexican food in Texas? But can we at least agree that? Texas has uh, the best uh, whiskey, the best bourbon in the country. <laughs> this, po- this podcast has gone way too far. I think that we've offended <laughs> enough of people to let's just shut the whole thing down until we figure out what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shark, I, I kind of want to hear a rant. So I was curious just to hear your unvarnished opinion of the state of Ohio. Gosh, how much time do we have? <laughs> All the time. Do it. Drag them. You know, I think between Indiana and Ohio, it's like... Hey, you don't need to bring Indiana. Let's just hear about Ohio. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's done nothing to anybody. (laughs) It's done literally nothing. That's not what I meant. Don't quote me out of context. (laughs) Actually, I, I prepare for this moment. I made a ranking... Of the most trash cities in Ohio. Nice. Wait, are you going to count them, then rank them, or rank them, then count them? I'm going to simultaneously count and rank. Whoa. Okay. This is more advanced. Yeah. That's a power move. I know. Buckle up. Buckle up, (laughs) y'all. So, first of all, I would like to give honorable mentions to Oberlin, Kent, and Worcester. (laughs) Even, they're not even technically cities, they're just like glorified college encasings. Like, they exist to, you know, basically substantiate the presence of a university or whatever. Wait, wait, so clarifying question here. So, is this from like least trash to most trash or? To most trash. Okay. So I would say the least trash cities are the ones that are like the college towns. Because right. I mean, it's like, it's not their fault that they have no purpose other than you know, <laughs> real estate for <laughs> educational purposes. So number 10, Youngstown. Number nine, Put-in-Bay. Number eight, Cincinnati. Columbus, six, Cleveland. Five, Toledo. Dayton, three, Canton. Two, Akron. And then the number one most trash cities in Ohio are any cities bordering Indiana. Just hands down. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a personal Garbage state. I have no problem with this list. <laughs> I think, really like, don't. as far as, like, useless states go, it's not as bad as Delaware, which it's, like, they have one purpose. Or Rhode Island. Or Rhode Island. Well, I mean, like, even Rhode Vermont. Island, it's, like, 
you know, I mean, you could drive through there to go somewhere better. But like when you're driving through Indiana, you're basically just like, I'm sorry, does you know porn and basketball mean nothing to you? Does what? <laughs> Because those are the only places you can get corn and basketball, right? They don't play basketball in Kentucky, so she, she's not familiar. Place. Can you describe basketball? I have no Kentucky? idea what that is. What, so what's what's the main pastime in Kentucky? Is it is it like cornhole? <laughs> yeah, cornhole. And cornhole. No, uh, the main pastime in I would say the main pastime in Kentucky is oh, that's actually a good question. It's if it's not smoking cigarettes, that's probably like number one. I'm not saying these are healthy pastimes, okay? Like I'm just being, you know, being honest. Smoking cigarettes, cigarettes, tobacco. We lived in Louisville. We lived in Louisville for a while, and you, we drove you lived through. Where? You lived where? We lived in Louisville, Frankfurt, and no. <laughs> <laughs> you lived in Louisville. There is uh, Louisville. Louisville. Are you sure that the main pastime for a large portion of the old country of Kentucky isn't um, <laughs> moonshine? What did they exactly... call it in Arrested Development? What was that movie? The French movie? About... Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah, Arkansas. I mean, I, I, You're I'm, thinking of Arkansas. I'm only naming like the socially acceptable pastime. So you know, we'll just okay. we'll leave that for a different a different list. Okay. Like my my two kind of cultural touch points with Kentucky are the Kentucky Derby. So I assume that half the people there dress like they do at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> and then the other half is justified. And so they live in the holler yes. and brew moonshine or distill moonshine. Run oxy. Yeah, in run oxy. <laughs> the fair assessment. I think that there are, you know, kind of like the more norm core boring people kind of somewhere in the middle that just want to go to like their independent coffee shop or whatever that gets taken over by urban outfitters. Shout out to Highland Coffee. Um, they stole, they, Urban Outfitters is like, it's like a monster of its own making. They stole a sign. It was like a whole thing. And like, that was like a huge uproar in Louisville, which is obviously like, there's not a lot going on there if we're getting upset about Urban Outfitters stealing a sign from a coffee shop. So like, whatever, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was a much, uh, you know, it was an idyllic time uh, in the country, I think. But I Cigarettes, drinking bourbon, horse racing. Um, question, question, have you ever been to the Kentucky Derby? I have. I have been to the Kentucky Derby. It's an experience. If you've never gone, you should go. Who actually but I think goes that there, to it? There are celebrities, first of all. Um, random, you know, local celebrities go. And then just like normal average people from all over the country. And like sometimes like overseas and stuff. Like it's very strange to me when like there's people from abroad that come to the Kentucky Derby because I'm just like this is to be doing so much more entertaining things with your time than watching a horse race for like yeah yeah it's it's like a minute long <laughs> yeah it's like, oh, okay. like, I, I guess it's it's a thing I think it's an experience that everyone should do at least once but there are two experiences there's the infield and then there's actually mm -hmm. going to the like I'm wearing seersucker and I'm drinking yeah. a mint julep and like I have a coaster and whatever whatever <laughs> Um, which mint juleps are trash. Like I'll just say that right now, as as the you know <laughs> resident Kentuckian, like nobody in Kentucky really drinks mint juleps. Like that's not a thing that we do. It's once a year. Yeah. yeah, it's once a year um, because we know that out of towners can't they can't handle their bourbon, so you have to put other stuff in it. Third rate mojitos that wish they were mojitos. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. And it's you know um, mint doesn't really go well in a lot of things. Like it doesn't. I just feel like cinnamon is far superior to mint and gum. Like why would you drink? Why would you choose spearmint and gum? Like that's just like why do you want to die? I just I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a 
<laughs> it's just bad all around to me. Why but... do you want this refreshing taste in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> but you can have something that's just, you know, it's the spicy tingle of cinnamon. It's so much better than like peppermint yeah, or whatever. Shark, some people Trash. like eating toothpaste. <laughs> this is true this is true i bet sunny likes mint gum like he's probably a i mean we already know he loves sunny. tulips so sunny probably eats fruit stripe oh he seems like that guy i don't yes. know what this is it's just fruit gum that the flavor lasts literally one minute and then it's gone it's the worst gum but it has, tat- it has temporary tattoos in the gum wrapper that you can lick and stick yourself, and then you have a little animal tattoo. Um, for the ladies, I have some questions for you. Ladies, have you ever heard of the game Two Truths and a Lie? Where uh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make three statements about Thomas, and I want you guys to guess which statement is the lie. I haven't had enough alcohol for this. Okay, do, go ahead. Do you do you understand the rules? Yes, they're so, pretty okay. self explaining. Okay. Yes. Okay. So um, if, if you actually know the answer, don't shout it out. Let's, let's just give the other person time to guess. Okay. And um, yeah. So anyway, so Thomas, three statements about Thomas. Um, Thomas. Am I allowed to play? No. No. Oh. You know the answers. <laughs> Gosh, thanks for ruining a segment. All right. Um, Thomas has a pet wolf. Number two, Thomas grew up in a village of just 50 people north of the Arctic Circle. And number three... Thomas, his mother, inherited a herd of reindeer. Do you want us to say which one's a lie? Do you want us to take no, Well, do you, do you know the answer? I think I do. You Shark? Think you do. Shark, do you know the answer? I think so. I'm All pretty... Right, what... I want to say three's a lie. Shark, what do you think? One. One is correct. His mother actually did inherit a herd of reindeer, which what? is my favorite fact about Thomas. Thomas, you lied. I don't know. DMs. I don't know if it was used Fire. as a dowry or not, but <laughs> I just love that his mother inherited a herd of reindeer. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, that was fun. That was <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> just one round. All right, well, just just one round. All right, what was the what was I supposed to do next? Uh, the uh, uh, DVD oh, arrangement. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, um, Sonny mentioned uh, in his uh, update, how are you doing? That Yeah, yeah. he mentioned that he's trash, <laughs> right, Shark? Um, <laughs> he mentioned his, his organization of DVDs, but he also mentioned his pantheon of directors. And I was curious if any of you have such an arrangement where you have directors that you hold in such high esteem that you have an entire um, section for that director. <sighs> Who wants to go first? I own like six DVDs. So I have less than that. I don't even know what a DVD is. I have a <laughs> box in a storage unit that, <laughs> along with a bunch of books, has probably five DVDs in it, all from the bargain bin. The most notable of which is um, probably the $5 copy of Hocus Pocus. That I have. <laughs> go ahead and judge. Classic <laughs> movie. Classic. And the... Um, and the Blu-ray DVD box set of what was it? Shining that I have. So, I, that's that's my DVD collection. I forgot. I do I do have a series of like 4K discs. Um, I, I don't even need to mention his name. I know you guys all know directed the Larry the Cable Guy expanded universe of films. Yes. I have I have all of those on the mantle in our living room. And Once again, my wife's so totally proud to call you a fellow Texan. 
the, the cinematography is just absolutely demands that you get it in 4K as well, right? It, it really does. I mean, that one scene where his shirt doesn't go all the way over his belly button, and you can see you can count you, the hairs. You really can. Well, yeah, you know, if you if you had the time, you can count the hairs. I believe that's homework for Flag. Oh, I also want to point. I just want to point out, um, so that I don't lose my cred. I do also have a DVD and a Blu-ray copy of the greatest movie of 2017, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, nice. I, I, own, I own it on Amazon. but uh, Fancy. I also I own understand. it on Amazon. Okay, well, with, with the, the, when we had Matt and Jason on the podcast, uh, we, we brought the... the... <laughs> Why? We brought Here up I the thought Twitter... it couldn't go any further down. <laughs> we, br- we brought up the Twitter question, which is actually a really good question. You know... And of course, like it's just fun to talk about. If you ran a studio and had the budget to to oh. put together the dream team of a director, an actor, actress, and and a subject matter, uh, like what is it? And uh, what is it that you would do? What would you bring to the screen? And I put together a list that I've been hoping to talk about for a few weeks now. It hasn't quite fit in the show. <laughs> so I want to share with you some of the the. If I were running a studio, some of the things that I would want to bring to screen, like these, and oftentimes it's the collaboration. It's that perfect, um, just people work well together with subject matter and whatnot. So, um, with that said, um, I would love to see Terrence Malick uh, direct a Will Ferrell comedy. <laughs> yes, I feel like that combination <laughs> would be amazing. Um, yeah. Yes, that would be amazing. I, I, I'll who accept that. I'll who is going it. to star? So Will Ferrell and who else? Who cares? Just, just, who cares? Will Ferrell, obviously, duh. In a Terrence Malick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Wes Anderson reboot Batman. Ooh. My answer there. <laughs> okay, continue. I'm okay. intrigued. Go on. Okay. I would like to see Quentin Tarantino direct a romantic comedy with Emma Stone. Yes. God. <laughs> Dreadful. Continue. I would like to see M. Night Shyamalan direct a romantic comedy with, honestly, I don't care. I just can't wait for the twist at the end. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, and it's going to surprise all of us. Uh, and it's she gonna be kills amazing. him with a butcher knife. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> There's the twist. They were dead the whole time. Um, she can't die. I would like to see. <laughs> She's really a robot. She can't count. <laughs> like, what? she doesn't know numbers like, what? i would like to see mel gibson direct a screen oh, adaptation dear. of a doll's house by ibsen who is danish just like you thomas and i want uh seth rogan to be in it i feel like mel gibson's ready to direct a feminist um work okay, okay i'm, sh- work. I'm sure okay. that won't crash and burn at all i'm sure it's fine <laughs> Chris? I would like to see Christopher Nolan direct a Star War. I think the practical effects in space would be amazing. I'm pretty sure you need Elon Musk to be the executive producer on that to make it work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, like halfway through pre-production. Just to, like make it all <laughs> And Neil deGrasse Tyson needs to be a... Uh, accredited writer i think um jeez all all of his contributions are just in all caps because i feel like he's always yelling and i don't know if it's like are you really that excited about like space and like science or like 
do you just think everyone is deaf? Like, I don't understand why, why is he always yelling? I love him, but he's always yelling. I just feel like it's very loud. All right, so I, I, have, right. I, have, I have one more um, that I want to add before I, uh, before I hear from you guys as well. Just one more. Um, George Lucas needs to return to the director's chair. I think we all agree that. Um, and also, since um, when do we agree that? Very do we gifted, all agree? <laughs> he's a very gifted screenwriter. We all know this. We <laughs> all acknowledge that. I would like to see him write and direct Pride and Prejudice, starring, wait for it, Fran Drescher. Actually, <laughs> this is perfect because the dialogue's all already written. He doesn't have to write any. No, I want, I want him to rewrite the dialogue. <laughs> like I want Darcy to oh, talk. Oh gosh! How much I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> and friend Dresher would be like, "Ow, Mister Darcy." <laughs> I feel like that's like the oh, best you're ever gonna that's... have in that movie. That's okay. I mean, they already made a zombie version of it. How much worse can they do? <laughs> this is true. They could do a spin on Pride and Prejudice, but, like, Tremors. Do you remember that movie where it's, like, those long, oh, like, yes. they're, like, manatees, but, like, they eat people or whatever, <laughs> and they, like, live in the ground? Yes. <laughs> so it's, like, it's basically a step up from, like, the floor is made of lava, so it's, like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't walk anywhere, otherwise you're going to get devoured by this just, like, oh my creature. That I'm going to have to rewatch that. I totally forgot about that movie. So does anyone else have any movie ideas they would like to see made? I think the Wes Anderson Batman idea is pretty great. I would expand it to like Bat Family, you know, bring mm. in Barbara, Dick, Jason, Tim, have yeah. it like a Wes Anderson, like Royal Tenenbaums, basically, but with <laughs> spatterings and violence and Joker stuff. Batman on Twee. I can't wait for this. Really, okay, so let's push Wes Anderson outside of his wheelhouse. Like, I, if I had to think that Wes Anderson would direct, it would definitely just be like a day in the life of Jeff Goldblum, and like, it's oh just yeah, him just going about his day, and like <laughs> his neighbors, like Willem Dafoe or whatever, like yeah. whoever random person that like you know is a character actor essentially, but just kind of like pops up randomly. But it's so basically what's that? Yeah. but with Jeff Goldblum. Nice, perfect. <laughs> And maybe, like, Will Smith could make a cameo or something. I don't know. Like, just throw any random person in there. I'm sure it's fine. All I know is Zazie Beats needs to be in more things. She's, like, A-list star material. She needs to be in more stuff. True. Can you say that name again? Yeah. Hold on. Zazie hmm. Beats. It's really difficult for me to say. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to spell that. A -Z -I -E. She's in Atlanta. And yeah. uh, De okay. uh, Deadpool 2. Yeah. She's pretty great. She needs to be in more things. It was pretty horrendous. Deadpool 2 is pretty horrendous, but she was great. Yeah. I, I felt like I was like in a cult and like I laughed. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like I saw it with my like younger sisters and like a couple of their friends. And so like I was like the old, like, you know, sixth wheel or whatever. And I just it was very awkward for me. And I was like, So it was like oh, if you didn't laugh you'd start crying kind of thing. Pain and just like frustration of like not really being able to get up and leave the theater. Like I don't have that kind of gumption where I could just walk out of the theater. Like it would just I'd be like, well I paid money to sit in this seat for like two hours. So like damn it I'm, that's what I'm gonna do for the next two hours. <laughs> but it's just like there were certain points where like everybody else was laughing and I was like this is the dumbest what are we laughing about? But then I would just start laughing too because i felt like people were gonna start staring at me and just like <laughs> you know, like get out their pitchforks and like 
shame on this one. It was a weird movie. This is true. So I felt like I was just like, there was a little bit of a learning curve, but like it was just dipped down instead of going up, I think is the problem. It's just, it was. So question, question. So have you. It was trash, trash. Have you guys ever uh, upped and left from a movie theater while watching a movie? (laughs) Huh. I'm too southern for that. I think is <laughs> don't don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, like, when it came out. Okay, yeah, that was, that was in, bad. It was bad. I was in like junior high, I think, when it came out, and my dad took me and my brother to it because I if I don't know why, but he took us to it, and so it was like really awkward sitting there with my dad and my like elementary school junior high aged brother and like he, y'all y'all know what happens in it right like he no, goes in the back room I've never I'm blissfully ignorant of of that of that yes. stuff frankly yeah. me, me <laughs> so, as well <laughs> Adam Sandler plays a Mossad agent or some such who decide who gets tired of war and runs away to New York and he hooks up with some Lebanese woman who lets her, him live there in, in exchange for, you know, banging her. And he opens up a hair salon. A certain arrangement. He, Obviously yeah. realistic. <laughs> exactly. And he opens up a hair salon, and he's really into, like, 80s hairstyles. So, like, like glam rock, um, flock of seagull style, like, kind of, I don't know, yes. 80s hair. Oh. And so he does, he services little old ladies with that hairstyle. And then he takes them in the back room and services them okay Half, this is like, about halfway through we we walked out after that i'm reading the wikipedia entry for it and it seems <sighs> I, I can't believe this made it to the screen and <laughs> judd apatow was a credited writer on it isn't he supposed to be a yeah. smart guy yeah. I mean, by morons that's the problem but i mean this was <sighs> this was its own special kind of it, it was it was a we didn't stay through the whole movie <laughs> let's just say <laughs> so, so it you sounds have, worse than what it actually what it would read as on wikipedia it's it was much worse it's much worse okay because <laughs> yes. wikipedia says one of, one of the main plot points they had a failed bomb attempt in which they confused 12 boxes of neosporin for, ni- <laughs> for liquid nitrogen thanks to salim mispronouncing the word wow yes. that sounds terrible mariah carey's in it and like anything oh. with mariah carey it's already going to be bad but she was like the high point in the movie <laughs> Oh, my that God. This, is, this is the kind of thing that like Sonny would lo- like just to like just for the lulls. Just, just he, know, he knows it's awful, <laughs> but he's like, no. Yeah. He's like, look, don't mess with the Zohan. It's the plot might not artist. be all that, but that's cinematography. Okay. <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, innovative movies, we have a brand new sponsor that we are very happy to uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, let's see if I push this button right here. Hi folks, I'm DV's Gaziari. You know me from just mule shoveling food into my face opening on various Food Network shows. But today, I'm here to tell you about a new service that I love. Are you like me? Do you demand to have every craving satisfied without an ounce of restraint? Yeah, I don't go in for that RG stuff either. Sometimes, I am so excited, I can't even lay down. Or sit down, as the case may be. If you too suffer from pent-up energy, then you're due for a stroke. Of luck, because now there's the palm app. The Palm app has thousands of sleep stories to help you with such a potentially sticky situation. Well, stories may be a bit of a strong word. Let's just say they may be short on plot. There's plenty of action that will leave you spit. Talk about a climax. However, 
If your needs require a more personal touch, you can connect with one of our client services operators. Believe me, these ladies know just what to say to get you off. Just leave. In-app purchase is required. $3.99 for the first minute, $0.99 for each additional minute. So, don't be bothered by your trouble getting to sleep. Instead, get a hand on what bothers you with the Palm app. We are very grateful that the Palm app has decided to sponsor this podcast. Unfortunately, even with the explicit E-rating, we're not going to do a testimonial. Uh, Instead, moving on, uh, Ryan, did you have a movie review quote for us today? I mean, I did have, uh, you know, a movie I wanted to see made, but, you know, I'll just... Have at it. Let's hear it. Well, I just wanted to see, like, maybe... uh, This probably would never happen, but, like, maybe if Judd Apatow wrote and directed, like, a comedy-slash-drama... With Paul Rudd? Maybe about, like, yeah, yeah, or something like that, or or about a comedian, or about a couple that's been married for a long time. I think that would be really good. (laughs) Maybe. That would be that would be breaking new ground, definitely. <laughs> I have right. a confession. Sorry, I killed that. Oh, this will be good. Make. So this is good. Yeah, this is good I, material. I, I'm a priest, so go on, go ahead. I'll cut this, Thomas. This is good. I actually did not see Black Panther. This summer. <laughs> is it is it like JVL? Is this some principle? No, it was just like, I'm the kind of, I just, I don't like, I don't, I actually don't really enjoy going to see movies in the theater because like it's loud and it's cold and there's like a ton of people there and I can't like pause if I need to go to the bathroom. Like it's just, it's a whole mess. And then they want you to buy snacks and it's like, you know, $40 worth of stuff and you get like one pack of like junior mints and like a small bag of popcorn or something that's like stale that they like scraped out of the bottom of the tent. So I just, I just don't do it. I would prefer to just watch movies in my home. So, I mean, that's like the delay time. It wasn't out of principle. It was just that like, I don't to go see this movie in the theaters. I'll just wait until it's on DVD or streaming on Amazon Prime. So you never go to the theater. (laughs) I occasionally go if there's like a group of people who, you know, I, you know, love and respect and would like to keep, you know, (laughs) a good relationship with, like, I'm not just going to be like, no, I'm not going to hang out with you at the movies you know but it's it's very it's like blood relatives and like really really good friends like those are people who i go to the movies with i don't just go to the movies by myself like that's very it's a very it's a strange concept to me like people who go to the movies by themselves i just i don't get it uh, unless Honestly. Zack snyder is directing right uh, uh, yeah, mm, no <laughs> honestly i don't how i don't understand how anyone can go to the movie theater that's not Alamo Draft House. Like any other movie theater, I don't get it. <laughs> Alamo After Draft hearing, House. Yeah. Yeah. After hearing the description of Alamo Draft House, I felt like, like, why even bother going to other movies? They're just going to be mediocre in comparison, and you're just going to be, like, upset the whole time. Exactly. I'm excited so, that JBL's <laughs> finally gotten on this bandwagon. Like, I, yeah. Shannon can now go to like the the afternoon tea showings. It's going to be great. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. Mary, you've been on this bandwagon for a while. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how many premieres would you say you've been to at the Alamo Draft House? Premieres? Yeah. Um, like is it, midnight is it premieres not, kind of thing? Well, well, don't you go to the premieres and get the, the pint glasses? Oh, if you order your ticket in advance, you could just buy a pint glass for that. Okay. And so I, that's I, not I, a special, like, no. but like, let's just say opening weekend. How many times have you gone opening 
weekend, got in your fighting class, and I I don't I lost track. Yeah, <laughs> I I've got. You've... She's officially hoarder status when it comes yeah. to the fighting class. <laughs> I was packing them up, sadly enough, and it was an embarrassing number. It was like over forty. To <laughs> be label the outside of the boxes so that people know what's inside you just write something else (laughs) i literally did that actually you're like records clothes that i maybe do not own (laughs) so you're saying you have eight times more pint glasses from movies than you do dvd movies yes because i'm not a neanderthal okay (laughs) all right moving on uh uh, uh Ryan, are you ready for this ad? Yes, I okay. am ready for the ad. All right. And, uh, Why is and Ryan reading the ad? I'm not actually reading it. Somebody sent me a uh, a, a clip of somebody else reading an ad. We're just going to play it. But, oh, uh, okay. got it, got it. So got here it. we go. <laughs> this is Neil Armstrong telling you to go see First Man, even though that director, <laughs> Damien Chavalier, can go stick a dick because he cut that scene of me playing the flag on the moon. <laughs> Is that me? I can't remember. I'm long dead. But anyway, go see the movie. It's really good. And that Ryan Gosling really gets me turgid. You, you, you I don't know what's wrong with me. I just thought of that right now. I, all I wrote down was first man ad. I really is hope that, iTunes is, is, that is, is proud of themselves. <laughs> that was oh my gosh, that, that was the best. That was <sighs> wonderful. Well done. Moving oh. on, we thank our sponsors for their generous contribution to this podcast. Uh, Shark, uh, you have something you wanted to talk about? Hey, uh, I would like to discuss Andy Draft. Mm-hmm. And not... That's not, Yeah, that's... It's not kind of a throwback. It's it's. I mean, it's it's, it's only a year old. This so is a, well, it's a touchy subject. Let's talk. I about mean, it. it's Let's it's October it. again, and like Sonny is really convinced that he won the candy draft. I would just like to state that Sonny Bunch did not win the Halloween candy draft. JVL very clearly Before we won start, it. I hope you take him down as took hard as you took trash. me down. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a little presumptuous of him to say, like, I very clearly won the Halloween candy. It was like, no, Sonny, you didn't because you got disqualified for trying to draft all king size candy bars. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> well, so I have to say, if yeah. nothing else that I've contributed makes it into the podcast, I just hope that that little bit does. Like, you could literally just throw that in at the end. Like, well, in the Oscar draft, I, I mean, I thought it was brilliant that he drafted all the color movies. I mean, <laughs> What There's a it? chance that a black and white movie might win, but just he's just all those <laughs> movies in color. <laughs> all the movies in color. <laughs> yeah, like black and white movies, like oh Fiddler's List. I mean, there aren't that many. <laughs> the artist, so like he just took the field and all in one swipe, and that's you know it's good strategy. Wait, did it sound like I said the colored? Yeah, when you first, it did a little bit. <laughs> Like, geez, I know they're going for PC-ness, but come on now, Ryan. Yeah, yeah Ryan, why did you say that? Jeez. I didn't um, do you... anything. Indiana racist. I'm going to go back to not talking. Jumping back into his, the hole that's six feet under his house. <laughs> <laughs> it's from. It's, it's on the left or right. 
I grew up 30 dying. miles from Canada. We do not use the term colored. That is not a thing. Um, anyway. <laughs> I live in Texas. Garbage, we don't use that either. <laughs> nobody thought you really said that. <laughs> okay, speaking of garbage, um, we were going to talk about trash movies. Um, and I would like to just have a brief discussion of what makes a movie a trash movie. Um, I think it's possible to do a category level analysis quite like JVL would do, but I have a few categories I just want to throw out there. Um, there are movies that can't decide what they are. So everyone remembers the famous movie with JLo and Ben Affleck. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Was it Geely or Jig, Jig, Jiggly? Um, do you guys remember that movie? Vaguely. It came out in like 2003. This isn't the wedding planner. Planner, it's irrelevant in my opinion because Matthew McConaughey is not involved, so like I don't care. No, no, this is it, it's, it's spelled G I G L I. It had a 54 million dollar budget and a six million dollar box office gross. Oh, it was this epic right. disaster in <laughs> 2003. Um, and I was reading, about, I, I never saw it, you guys probably haven't seen it. Um, and it well, the problem is it couldn't decide what it was if it was a romance or a serious crime drama, and it was at the height of. Ben Affleck and J-Lo, and, like, their names alone made it um, well-known, but it was also a very well-known... I mean, a $6 million box office gross is is just a disaster of epic proportions. That's a um, that's, Yeah, that's, yeah like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, another movie I think that can't decide, like, what it, what it is, not by genre, but by, like, what it's about. I didn't see it, but just hearing the the reviews of mother from last year like it, it's just like like what is this so there's <laughs> movies that can't decide what it is and then i there's... think mother just decided to be bad oh yeah <laughs> that was the category they were going for like just we're just bad. gonna be awful just <laughs> an awful movie um and and that and so like movies aren't restricted to just one category so there's the movie they can't decide what it is there's just the purely financial disaster that um, the John Carters, where it may have been a fine movie, but it was a huge financial disaster. And, and another one that comes to mind, uh, I mentioned before, and I'll mention again now and in another category, is Monster Trucks, um, a movie I, I, I love. <laughs> I love what? Monster Trucks, um, which oh, also is, is, is in the category movies that are so bad they're good. Uh, Monster Trucks, my wife found it online, got it for I find this hard for to Christmas. Believe. It's a hundred. This movie had a hundred twenty million dollar budget. I'm sorry, hundred twenty five million dollar budget. Um, brought in sixty five million dollars. It lost the studio over hundred twenty million dollars. It has Rob Lowe, Danny Glover, Thomas Lennon. It is a movie that's literally about these giant squid like monsters that um are in the oil fields in North Dakota, and like like as they're frack, you know, doing their fracting uh, thing, like these are released and but they're friendly and this dude this high school dude finds one at this junkyard he works at and realizes as it crawls into a truck that it could like run his truck and the oil company is trying to kill them so that they can continue to pump the oil and destroy the earth while making money doing it and it's just so bad on so many levels but it's actually so bad that it's good um so anyway monster trucks and then there's the okay Another I, I, category. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Pause. I don't, why is it named Monster Trucks? I don't understand. Because, because they the crawl into the go, truck? They crawl into oh. the truck and they actually, like, they put their tentacles on the wheels 
and they can God. actually drive the trucks. And there's this epic scene at the end where it's they're like driving. Oh, it's epic! It's they're driving these trucks uh, against they're the bad guy with their tentacles. <laughs> with their tentacles, yes, it's amazing. <laughs> it is so bad, it's good. It's my favorite bad movie. Scott Hanthorn, Scotty Rock loves it as well. It is fantastic. Um, oh, I don't know if you should trust Scotty Rock's <laughs> opinion on this. It just sounds to me like it's just, just like a cataclysmic failure of a film. Like is, that's isn't he from Ohio? Really bad. He's from Ohio. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just leave it to Chris to bring up the movie with tentacles in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Ryan. Oh, um, I think well, Ryan, <laughs> he's muted himself for like the past 10 minutes, so I'm pretty sure he's just crying. Plausible deniability. <laughs> he's not the one pulling a bit. <laughs> Okay, moving on. So the from... final the final category I have oh, is just simply bad execution. So it's a good idea, and for whatever reason, um, either at the script level or maybe it's just Star the CGI Wars. level. Star Wars, The Hobbit, or or Justice League. From what I understand, like it's it's you know not a bad oh, idea, God. but like in its execution, it was terrible. I guess. Correct. Yeah, there are a lot of movies in the last couple of years that would fall in that category. Like I was actually excited to see Predator, and then that's didn't work out well it was not good did you see it before or after the substandard episode i saw it after and i figured i'd take what, what you saying, chris, she can't make up her own mind yeah what are you saying chris <laughs> just because I, i'm a millennial woman wow, wow. chris hey, having a rough hey, night not, hey, not, but, not, me, but, not but, what i was saying at all hey but problematic um I have, a, I have a comment about millennials after MK's done with her story. I think oh, she's no, done. I, that was my story. <laughs> oh, okay. It was great. The story was that she went to see the movie. Oh, okay. okay. And, it was, and that was just, it was just a, it was a disappointment. So, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Definitely disappointing, yes. This afternoon, uh, I went to campus and I got a ride home from my guidance counselor, according to Ryan. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm done. Bye. <laughs> so, two things. One is, as we were driving down Beverly Glen Boulevard, wherever it was from UCLA's campus, there was a DeLorean parked in somebody's like driveway or what? Because you see all sorts of weird cars in LA. Um, mostly Teslas. I feel like JBL would really enjoy his time in LA if he were on the West Side. You just see, te- it's like they're basically the Camrys of West LA. Crossman um, pointed out, he was like, oh, look, it's a DeLorean, you know, like from Back to the Future. And I was just like, I was so offended because I was just like, how old do you think I am? Like, I understand the reference <laughs> to the DeLorean. And I know it's from Back to the Future. Like, what he's like, I wasn't sure if you saw it or not. I was like, the car or the movie? Like, I don't know which one you're referring to, but I'm still offended. <laughs> the second thing is. A poll of everyone's, given that it is October, so Halloween is, you know, fast approaching. He hates candy corn, but he likes black licorice. Oh, that's just wrong. Both gross. Black licorice is amazing. What? Black yeah. licorice Again, I'm is quitting. awesome. Get the hell out of my country. People from this podcast. How do we, how do we get rid of them? So, so, Chris, you're in favor. I'm out. In, Chris is in... out. Now it's just Thomas. 
Right, well, I, I, this took a turn. No? no, I'm, if, I'm, but you've already deleted me for other things, and so, but <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with candy corn and black licorice are both gross. You're allowed back into the fold now. Like you can come back in. Like it's fine. People who like licorice are masochists. That's why they don't like black licorice, or that's why they like black licorice. That's it. They just don't like themselves enough. It's the thing you punish children with. I don't understand how people like that so, stuff. I just think that. It- if you like what's left in all of the Halloween candy bowls, like two weeks after Halloween, <laughs> you should evaluate your life decisions. Like that's just how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants start... the licorice. This was all. That's what's left over. Yes, it's that and like you know whoppers or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, Ryan, um, have you been keeping track of our uh, iTunes ranking the past week? You really want to bring this up today <laughs> the day that we the day that we dropped out of the top 200 what we did <laughs> yes well, well let's see, pretend the way, like apple's, yesterday. The way <laughs> apple's algorithm works is that because most podcasts put out episodes either yesterday or today so that completely kicked us out so on friday last week we were number 148 and we we're like, we're number one forty-eight. We're number one forty-eight <laughs> in the in the TV and film category. And then Sunday, I checked it again, expecting to be just you know completely out of it. And we were number seventy-six, and that seemed ridiculous. So I started looking into the algorithm a little bit. Basically, because we've had some reviews, you know and ratings early on uh, apple's algorithm thinks that we're going to keep up not that pace but a close uh you know something close to that pace when really we're at our <laughs> pretty much at our max right now we have peak and so so for the tv and film category for about i think it was like maybe 18 hours we were number 76 in the tv and film category <laughs> and then everybody released their sunday and monday episodes and we're nowhere to be found yeah. well, well on, on you didn't morning. even tell me you were going to bring this up <laughs> Isn't that how most things work on this podcast? That's uh, right. No, nobody's that's listening usually this the only. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, based on the numbers, we're <laughs> we're way past when everybody turns it off. Right. So I I believe it is time then to uh, turn to the request uh, by the boys on the last episode. So what did you guys uh, think of their Oscar draft? A bunch of trash. Opening theme music by David Schwartz. We definitely asked him, and he definitely said yes. Opening voiceover by Tim Lewis. Cover art design by Nick Chu. That's at the Nick A Chu on Twitter. I don't know why I'm saying this. Only Thomas and Chris are listening. Probably together. Without me. Practicing their best friend handshake. That's at the Nick A Chu on Twitter. And as always, listen to the weekly substandard. That's all for now, you bunch of good for nothings. Surely you guys have favorite bad movies. Oh, yes. Have any of y'all heard of the movie Roar? R-O-A-R. Yeah. Why? Have any of y'all seen that? No. No? So there's a movie. It took, I don't remember how many years to make, but it's Tippi Hedren and her then-husband, what's-his-bucket, some producer guy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, after this movie, his 
career was basically dead anyway, so it's not important. But in real life, they were big like environmentalists in the 70s, and they were big on animal rights. And so they ended up smuggling in and adopting something like 300 wild animals. So mostly they <laughs> Please tell me they ate the owners. <laughs> <laughs> well, even better. They made, so they were living in Beverly Hills and they had over 300 uh, mostly uh, baby big cats, lions and tigers, panthers, cheetahs, etc. And they obviously they couldn't stay in their Beverly Hills mansion, so they bought a huge like 100-acre farm out in like North California. And they created like a wildlife reserve. And they decided, being the brilliant people they are, to create a movie about a family living on a wildlife reserve in Africa <laughs> in the shenanigans and Sioux. And there were over 100 injuries. What? Uh, the cine- one of the cinematographers. What was that cost? Like, because they were working with wild animals. So, like, one of the cinematographers got scalped. The, um, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, and like the oh, is it Mia? Not Mia Farrow. What's her name? Mia Love. What's the Mia Love? Mia Love. Mia Love. That's it's some whatever Tippi Hedren's daughter or stepdaughter at the time was. She was in it too. It was their family. We're playing the family, and none of them can act except Tippi, but her character didn't have anything to act so the acting's really bad there's no storyline but it's basically like let's take some real life humans and real life wild animals and just throw them together in front of a camera <laughs> and so there are there's like actual blood that's real blood <laughs> like real blood like at one point and these animals are all were all raised by the hedrons or whatever the guy's name is <laughs> And so there's that added level of fear and kind of confusion with it. And it was like the, like the animals would try to play with them. And the humans were actually terrified because, like, how did... Like, Holy how lord, did... that lion bit that woman's hand off. <laughs> that, you laugh, that's actually one of the first scenes in the movie. <laughs> like, they're... The, one of the uh, female what, lions was that, was that special effects or was that no <laughs> did that just happen they were unscripted oh, okay so I'm like, keep it rolling apparently... keep it rolling <laughs> her stepdaughter Melanie Griffith Melanie Griffith thank you not Mia I don't know why she got um she had to get really had to get surgery <laughs> yeah she got attacked and like a lot of and she was like 13 or 16 or something uh, but there was that extra, it was actually, it was interesting because there was that extra layer of fear and also kind of, there's a reason why <laughs> wild animals uh, cannot be domesticated because like. Fear as in like, I, I was just an understudy, but the person died yesterday. Okay, so. wait, seriously. Wait, wait. Okay, so I just found an article and they have um, a quote from the, the director, Brian Trenchard Smith. <laughs> he says, quote, down by a hammy script and Noel Marshall's awkward performance as the cat loving husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I agree. The movie is a bit of a train wreck, 
but it's a one of a kind. I can't believe they did that train wreck. So check it out. <laughs> I mean, the literally there was a train wreck and <laughs> seven people died. Like the only good acting in it was when the uh, people were scared and they kept oh, it on the like, was <laughs> <laughs> like Tippy, they kept in the part where Tippy Hedren falls, and she ends up like breaking her hip or her knee or something. But they kept that. Well, I don't want to laugh at that. Wait. <laughs> and it's also just like the interactions between wild animals and humans, because like how do how does a mom, like a mom lion, uh, pick up their baby animals, like their baby lion cubs? They pick them up by the scruff of the neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. And cats, it's been postulated that cats view all humans as like bald baby cats who are really dumb. Are you going to tell me that they picked her up by the scruff of the neck? I'm saying they. it looked like they were going to cry more than once. <laughs> and that was kind of part of the thing because you're watching this and you're like, oh, that lion doesn't mean to eat her, but he's, <laughs> he's going to snap her. <laughs> oh, they, like at one point, like, the uh, Melanie Griffith was on. There's like a she's on the floor, and there's a door that kind of like the the tiger came through the door and has her pinned to the floor, and he's just licking the back of her neck. <laughs> it's one of the most terrifying things. Oh my god! And because she her she went from bad acting to like really really scared, and you're like, no, that's not fake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did any of you guys see Drew Brees tonight break the NFL yep. passing record? Yep. So, <laughs> as part of this, they stopped the game, and the, and the referee handed him a laminated piece of paper. <laughs> what? It wasn't a trophy. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't a plaque. It was a laminated piece of paper, and like. This is going to be, I hope, a great Twitter thing. Uh, one guy was like, Drew Brees, hey, I just broke the career passing record. NFL, that's nice, Drew. We printed off this piece of paper and laminated it. <laughs> and then someone quote tweeted that and said, and on that day, Drew graduated from the University of Phoenix online. <laughs> <laughs> so sad.